You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not-so-serious marketing show for serious marketers, with your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Today on the show, we're picking the crypto conversation back up. We'll take a look at brands like Coinbase and FTX to examine the role these exchanges play in the marketplace. All right, let's kick things off. Back in the studio again, third official crypto episode since we last talked. I mean, what? It's been almost a year now. I mean, so much has changed. So much has evolved. And in recent news, not so bleeding edge, but the Biden administration put out an executive order that is intended to address both the risks and opportunities of crypto. Very interesting to watch. Very interesting. <laughs> so interesting. For those of us that have so much faith in government, I mean, it, it'll be very interesting to see a bunch of 70-year-olds gathered around a computer Googling crypto. Yeah, that's why it's, maybe that <laughs> one's less exciting for me today. I was just thinking about the last time that Zuckerberg uh, talked to the Senate and he had to explain how the internet worked. That was enlightening. Well, I mean, I think no matter what, this is good news for crypto. This is good news, arguably, for a lot of different financial market conditions in general. I mean, at the end of the day, if crypto is going to grow up from a $1.5 trillion market to a $15 trillion industry, ultimately, there's going to need to be some regulation. For the longest time, I think a lot of people were like, eh, what's crypto? It's, it'll, it's a fad. It'll die out. We don't know much about it. It's so too volatile. I could never. I have been one of these voices. You still are. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell the people. <laughs> So I think, first of all, this was called the Crypto Bowl, this year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing you're bringing the it back largest, to the last episode. I'm bringing it back, wow. yep. One of my favorites. Seeing one of the largest advertising events of the year for the country, leading into an executive order from the president. I don't think you can ignore that the technology, at least, that is powering cryptocurrency or the opportunities that crypto brings is important. And it to think it's going away is very naive. Yes. And I think what's so interesting about all of this is watching China's move to basically make crypto illegal. It gives us an opportunity as Americans and as a United States to own, in some ways, the crypto economy and setting the rules for what a crypto future might look like. And I think with that, let's get into it. All right, Coinbase or FTX? I am taking FTX. Of course you are. Why? Because they're the cool kids at the party. <laughs> oh, I thank the you. The less, less known cool kids, though, because Coinbase is really where it's at. Oh. I just turned it around on you. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so why FTX? It is because the CEO is a fucking badass. I'll just say one thing that will make you understand why I absolutely adore this person and why I think he's so badass. He is a vegan who sleeps four hours a night, who is the richest person in cryptocurrency right now. Most of his wealth, he has said repeatedly, he will donate to charity eventually based on a philosophy called earning to give. I mean, that just, it sounds, it sounds like he's 
highly leveraged a personal brand with a lot of these attributes. But I mean, who knows? Maybe he's, he's sleeping me. 12 hours a day. It's you have also no a, idea. It's also he's the richest pr- guy in crypto. <laughs> he could be eating meat. <laughs> he could be sleeping 12 hours a day. He could be lying and get to the you know end of life and have a change of heart and be like, actually, I'm going to... Pretend I can take. I'm pretty this sure thing. I saw that guy at the Capitol <laughs> Grill with the nice big steak <laughs> and a huge Budweiser. And his private wine cellar in the basement. <laughs> FTX has only been operating since October of 2017. So the fact that we're even talking about them on the podcast—not that that's a huge claim to fame—the fact they had a Super Bowl ad, we're talking about it. People are talking about it side by side with larger exchanges like Coinbase. I think really says something about the company that he's built. Speaking about the Super Bowl ad, though, I feel like we have to play this for the listeners because, you know, I'm not sure if it if, if that's why it could be this ad. This ad's pretty flat. I call it the wheel. Hmm. What does it do? It rules. Yeah, so does a bagel, okay? A bagel you can eat. One of the worst ideas I've ever heard. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. Don't be like Larry. Don't miss out on crypto, on NFTs. All right. So clearly, I love the concept of this very altruistic CEO, new, newer crypto exchange. And we're looking at the likes of something like Coinbase. Of course, you're taking Coinbase. I mean, I use Coinbase. Yeah. So it it's a natural fit. And you know what? Having, if I was looking holistically and for our listeners, I feel like I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't say between the two of them that FTX kind of has a little bit of a better platform, but I'm already using Coinbase. So why switch? There's not a huge amount of a value in me making the jump. Oh, are we going to start to But for to get, somebody that's new, I mean. Are we going to start to get ads like, like uh, wireless providers that are like, when you switch to Coinbase. Switch to our crypto wallet and save a bundle by bundling your crypto into one place with all your NFTs. I'm not excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who the heck knows what's going to happen? We are in such early days in this industry. And I think that's what everybody needs to remember, right? Even with all these sort of legislative changes, ultimately, well, I shouldn't even say legislative changes. All it is, is an executive order saying, hey, we should really take a look at that thing we've been talking about for a while. That's really all it amounts to. But it does signal that the U.S. has not ruled out that crypto doesn't necessarily have a long-term place in the market systems. You know, obviously China had a chance to look at it. China looked at it and China decided, no, 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 this is too dangerous for us. And the U.S., I think this is just going to continue to be a positive move for crypto. But Coinbase started in 2012. You know, while maybe FTX might be a better product, Coinbase has a moat around their brand. Ultimately, they have been so popular, such a proliferation. It's sort of like the stranglehold that Amazon has over online retail mm. or Airbnb, Google, Apple, Facebook, Tesla. You you know, these brands become synonymous. At some point, this concept of this like economic moat, they've been at it for so long. They have such a huge stranglehold around customers. And so that's why you're seeing all these crazy provocative ads for other brands. And you mentioned the CEO. You mentioned a lot of positive things. I mean, the CEO of Coinbase came across a white paper on Bitcoin in 2010. And this was after working at IBM, Deloitte, He was at Airbnb for a little while and he said, you know what? It's time to make a change. And he made the pivot and he jumped. Let's play the clip. I'm Brian Armstrong, co-founder and CEO of Coinbase. Coinbase is a company with an ambitious vision. 
to create more economic freedom for every person in business. Everyone deserves access to financial services that can help them create a better life for themselves and their families. This idea is why we founded Coinbase, with the mission of building an open financial system for the world. I think one of the things that has been blowing my mind, we're obviously talking about FTX, newer to the space, Coinbase has really established, as you put it, an economic moat, but crypto is still dominating the startup culture and there are still startups that we're seeing pop up and new brands that are trying to break into the space and start their own exchange or start their own coin. A hundred percent. And they are doing just fine. Do you know how much Coinbase spent on their Super Bowl commercial? They paid a whopping $14 million for a one-minute-long ad that aired during Super Bowl 56. I mean, we talked about the ad in the last episode. It was that QR code that just kind of scrolled and dotted around the screen, and it didn't have any branding whatsoever. And it had that horrible blue old color. That oh, we that was like used. me, and the music was like creepy yeah. elevator oh. nightmare music. And it ended up getting hit so many times. 20 million people used the code that it temporarily crashed the app. In 2021, they hired a former Facebook global head of brand and product to join Coinbase as their CMO. And she had said when she was first taking the position, her goal was to make Coinbase more visible to the masses. A better way to do that than troll people with a nostalgic Super Bowl ad. Oh my God. <laughs> and, we, and we talked, I mean, it's so funny. You hear the video, you talk about how they want to create, and, and I mean, you know, people that are in the crypto space, they want to create this financial system that isn't dependent on a government and otherwise, but then their company, they're actually sitting down with regulators. They met with the SEC chairman to discuss, and ultimately they want regulation and they want financial institutions to be able to protect customers. I mean, specifically in December of last year, the heads of both of these organizations, the CEO of Circle, CEO of FTX, CFO of Coinbase, all testifying and explaining the importance and the need for regulation. Meanwhile, the CEO, SBF, of FTX moved his headquarters to the Bahamas. He was originally in Hong Kong, he moved to the Bahamas because the Bahamas passed a forward-leaning crypto bill regulating the industry. Is there a world where FTX could become an American company or headquartered in the U.S. if there was regulation that this CEO thought was good for cryptocurrency? Well, that's another part of the executive order. There's a huge push towards keeping this investment and innovation in America. And with that, let's play just a little excerpt of the hearing so for this clip, we've got the CEO of Bitfury Group, Brian Brooks, talking to lawmakers about digital assets back in December of 2021. A national policy agenda that takes crypto compliance seriously should assess whether it makes more sense to continue to keep crypto activities largely out of the regulated financial system or whether it makes more sense to bring them inside the system precisely so that they can be supervised and operated with appropriate levels of risk management. Second, Americans deserve to know what our national policy is for a decentralized Web3 powered by crypto assets. Treating crypto as a single unitary activity whose main feature is a need for financial regulation would be like treating the original internet in the 1990s as primarily a tax policy issue. We didn't do that then. What we had in the 1990s with respect to Web1 that we lack today with respect to crypto is a comprehensive national policy predicated first on the notion of do no harm to the emerging network. 
Today, instead of focusing only on micro-questions, such as whether a particular token is a security or whether a particular exchange-traded fund may be offered, it would be worthwhile for the elected branches of government to grapple with the bigger questions. I'm going to cut it there. I know that's a lot. I wish that I could cut to the shots of the members of Congress that are just like... Ugh, stop talking to me about crypto. <laughs> but what he's touching on is how important this is. And I love the strategic imperative tying it back to Web 1 when the Internet sort of first came out. It's sort of an interesting challenge in the crypto space to both support and love decentralization and then be going to one of the biggest governments in the world and saying, hey, could you guys come in here and just verify this market for us? You're like, I don't need you, mom. I'm moving out. Do you have 20 bucks for gas money? <laughs> if you could just go sign on the apartment for me, I would really help out. One thing that's really interesting, we talked about the Super Bowl ads we have to think about the marketing choices that some of these companies are making. FTX particularly has touched on creating, similar to the same vein of the Super Bowl ad, really strong sports partnerships. Their ambassadors are Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Trevor Lawrence, David Ortiz, really just dominating this idea of creating these emerging athletes and their their strategic partnerships. They have absolutely attacked that brand problem by bringing on major celebrities to usher people in and this concept of don't miss out. I think their brand's big enough where they got me. Okay, well, why don't you put your money where your mouth is then and actually uh, do a little uh, digital unboxing or create an account? Should I do this? Yeah. I have stayed out of the crypto game I know, for so but, long. I mean, what what do you have to what do you have to lose? Money. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, don't lose. You know. All right, I am. Don't going put to... anything in that you're not willing to lose. Okay. It says deposit funds and get free crypto with trades over ten dollars. I am creating an account. I agree to their uh, terms and service and privacy policy, which I am not going to read. That sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. My home address? They need to know where I this live. This is all for verification. They have legal requirements in terms okay. of what they have to report. And those legal requirements are constantly changing. Every time I log into Coinbase, there's some new thing I need to add in and some verification. Oh, they, they want might my want a number. photo of your driver's license, all sorts of information. They said sign up in three minutes. I feel like this is going to take longer. Are they going to ask me my social security number next? Yeah. Are you backing out? No, I'm still going. Okay, so the barrier is literally, I made a joke high. and then it literally said social security number. All right. Hold on. So I'm this, I'm do we need to check back on I'm you a little bit? I'm linking my bank. Yeah, come back to me. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm linked. Oh, my God. Wait. I'm doing it. Breaking news. Veronica is inside the crypto market sphere. I'm in. You're in. What are you going to buy? Oh, my God. Buy well, now as I'm coin? putting in my social security number and my bank information, I'm like, yeah, can there be a regulation body who's making sure that they're like right? doing good things with this? Well, because you're putting, <laughs> you're putting the social in because there is some form of regulation because you better believe the IRS wants to know about your gains. Oh. They have to report. They oh, have to report. That, have to oh, report. that government. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, here we go. I am putting how, how much? Do you want to make millions? I mean, a challenge accepted. <laughs> put in whatever you want to put in. Get another Think about it going. as monopoly money, you know? It's 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 money that you could very much could, could very well lose. But that's because so much of this. I mean, when you're putting your money in, you're betting on Bitcoin, you're betting on Ethereum, you're betting on some altcoin. So you put money from your bank account in in my case, US dollars. Yes. 
into FTX or into Coinbase onto the exchange to be able to use it to, as you say, bet on or purchase. It's like opening up a Robinhood account. Currencies. See, it's just like betting on the market, just like all those companies that have stocks and that are raising capital. It's the same thing, except I like to call this the walled garden of crypto, right? Coinbase, FTX. This is the sandbox. It's the crypto sandbox. It is the gateway for the retail investor to come in and put some of that disposable or discretionary income in and make an investment and put money into these organizations that are then trying to make changes. Some would call crypto a Ponzi scheme, right? Because the people that get in the earliest stand to do the best. But I think what we're hearing kind of resoundingly from experts is 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 all over the map. We don't really know where things are going to go, but seeing policy changes from the US government, that's a substantial step. With that, I'm just really killing time watching you. Did you put anything in yet? Did you I buy don't know anything? What, do what do you mean you don't lie. know? What are you talking about? Well, I really want to buy a whole coin, but is that stupid? I, you know what? I think it'd be unfair to put you in the time box and say you got to invest. I think you could report back. Well, maybe we'll you do another what? episode. I'll report back. I want to be point, smart you know? with my gambling. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So if we had to talk about anything else, I'd talk about Gemini. Gemini was started by the Winklevoss twins. If you remember, came up with the idea for Facebook that Zuckerberg stole, allegedly, right? <laughs> the social network. Great movie. And Gemini is coming at uh, the situation um, a little bit differently. They also have the Gemini dollar. They also have a Gemini credit card. And this is something that Coinbase has said that they're launching, but haven't necessarily come out with as well. I think Gemini is certainly worth a hard look. In addition to that, I mean, coinmarketcap.com is a great place for you to go to not only be able to look, and when you're doing your research to figure out where you want to make an investment, great place for you to look and see which uh, coins are um, growing in terms of market share, their changes and trends over the last seven days. I mean, once you put money in the market, the scary thing, V, is like you'll be getting alerts in the middle of the night because unlike the stock exchange that only happens during business hours, right? Mm. This is 24-7. Oh, that's exciting. It's scary and <laughs> exciting. And now for something completely different. The crypto space is so broad and we've already covered the basics. We've already covered starting and opening up an account. And obviously, you know, today, Veronica, you were very gracious to open up your heart and open up your wallet and open up your ears to all the things that we finally convinced you to put 20 bucks in maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I might don't know. put more. We'll I see. I don't know. I don't know if there's any work here today, right? <laughs> but I think for everybody, we should be studying what happens in this marketplace. And the U.S.'s entrance with this executive order really could mean the signaling of some stability in the market and some changes and some potentially needed regulation, right? That doesn't necessarily mean all these crypto players are going to make it think.com bubble, but it's important that our business plans and our philosophies consider the effects that these emerging markets will have. And with that, wait, we just got away without having to do any work. I you mean, just, you just, you're the hungover I teacher mean, that just rolled in the, the, the TV is like, today we're watching a movie kids substitute. I mean, you got some homework. You're right. I guess I do have homework and we all have to hold you accountable. <laughs> and with that, we're out folks. Thanks for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.